so I need you to pray it warms up. Those of you who like the cold, I'm sorry. I need I need y'all to help me pray. Thank you, Mr. Boots. I know about though it was probably about six years ago. Pastor Rob Parsley called me up on the phone and said, uh, I want you to come. And, and he kind of demanded. He said, I, I want you to come and run our Bible college here. And uh, so I got to pray about that. And uh, he said, all right, let me know in 24 hours. I said, all right. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel the call. So that was a no. But, but then I looked at the weather. And I'm like, there ain't no way. If, uh, if you ever hear of me moving north, just go ahead. My mind's messed up. Put me in some hospital somewhere. Because they're just saying, Acts 19. Acts 19, verse number 18. But in all seriousness, if you can help our daycare out, that would be great. They got a lot of projects they want to do, and all that will help with all that. So we would greatly appreciate it. Acts 19, verse number 18. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Or what would be today $9,300? So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. All right, now I want you to get that. So mightily grew the word of God, and the word of God prevailed. I want to talk to you on the word gives life. The word of God gives you life. Amen. It's what feeds your spirit. It's what gives you life. Father, we love you and we bless you. Lord, speak into our hearts today. Let us be consumed with your word. And we'll bless you in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. We are here in Acts chapter number 19. There was a major uh, force against Christianity. And many people trying to stop Christianity. And it says that as they began to operate in the Word, operate in the Word, that the Word began to grow. So much so that the Word began to grow that people began taking their other books. Now I want you to get this. People took their other books and said, we have no need for these. 
There's no need for all these other books in our life because the word is true. So they brought their books. Now imagine this. And they burned all of their books. You can read it. They burned them before all men. So here they had, they had this organized fire. And people just brought their books and threw them into the fire saying, we don't need these books. All we need to live by is the word of God. And then the Bible says, and the word began to grow mightily and prevail. The word prevailed. I looked up what this word prevail means. And it means to prove more powerful than opposing forces. The word began proving itself to be more powerful than opposing forces. Watch this. And, and revival broke loose in Ephesus. Revival broke loose. Now watch this. Why did the revival break loose? Because the word started growing. And when the word grew, revival broke loose in the city. And people started realizing that the word of God actually works. The word works. This that was written by this philosopher or this historian, they were saying, man, this stuff's no good. The word of God began working. In Acts 12, verse number 24, the Bible says, God that had made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Now, I want you to get this. For, for a moment. The word of God began growing in people's spirit. It began growing in people's mind. Now, now, you've got to grasp this. It grew so much in people's mind that the word became supreme even over people's thoughts. And God was able to dwell in something that man could not make with his own hands. And that was God began dwelling in people's lives all because the word became supreme in their life. You see, faith comes when the word is greater than my thinking. Until the word becomes greater in my thinking, I will live in that. Until the word becomes greater than what I'm willing to understand, I will live in fear. They allowed the word to become supreme in their life. They began to prove the word. And the word of God started proving over and over again. It works. To the point that revival broke loose. Now, now you've got to understand. They didn't have praise teams. They didn't have bands. They didn't have ushers and they didn't have greeters. There was nobody keeping kids. There was nobody teaching kids. 
All it was is that the word of God became number one in their life. Yeah. And when the word of God became number one in their life, revival broke loose in their life. Because God started showing up and fulfilling his word in their life. God started showing up, and if they needed healing, he became it. Why? Because their faith began to kick out every doubt and every unbelief that they had. You see, when the word of God begins to grow, the fire of God will begin to spread. You see, it is this simple that until those pages in that book become engrafted in my heart to where what's in my heart starts growing so much that it removes all doubt and unbelief. I'm constantly going to live a roller coaster life. I'm constantly going to live. And what the world needs, and matter of fact, let me just add what the church needs, is not roller coaster Christians. What the whole earth needs is the men and women of God. So I'm not basing my Christianity upon my emotions. It doesn't matter to me whether something's going good or whether something's going bad. God is still true. We've got to get some men and women. I always tell I always tell this story, but 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 it's the best illustration I've got. Well, I got a, I've got a bulldog at the house, and uh, I I I had a rope when when it was only a couple years old. I ain't doing it now. But, but when it was just a couple years old, I had this rope, and he'd bite the end of this rope, and I take this rope and I pick it up. And that bulldog wouldn't let go of. That's right. I mean, I could carry that rope around the whole yard. That's right. That's right. And Georgia, my bulldog, would just grab a hold of it and wouldn't let go and would just be dangling. That's it. That's right. That's right. See, until we can grab the word like that and say, I'm not going to let it go. And I don't care how I'm dangling. I don't care where I'm being carried. I'm not letting go of the word of God. We'll never see the effects of it. I preached the word for years and never saw an effect. I preached the word for years and told people that they were blessed when I myself individually didn't feel blessed. When I told people that God was with you and I felt alone. When I preached to people you are more than a conqueror and I felt defeated. But the word worked. If I preached based upon what my emotions felt, I would have taught myself out of the word. I would have done it. Not the world, not circumstances. I would have taught myself out of what God could do in my life if I based it on my state of living at that current moment. Good. Well, I heard a couple of bad news today, so God, I'm just... He's still God. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. He's still God. 
I need to tell somebody that. I'm, I'm going to take my time a little bit tonight and tell you he's still God. Yeah. His word is still true. Yes, yeah. it is. Your problem, our problem, I'm not saying yours, ours as a society, is we got too much information coming in. Well, I'm just going to tell you a thing. We got too much information. You can't even go into food life. Harris Teeter, Lowe's Food, without standing in line and being bombarded with information. How to have your best life in 14 days. <laughs> Amen. How to attract the woman of your dreams. Amen. And you're sitting there in line, and if you're not careful, it's let me buy that. Let me see what's going on. And, and then you got the stuff about the swap offers. It lets you know what's coming up. You know, this is what's going to happen with uh, General Restless. <laughs> well, what's that show called, Dave? You know. What's it called? General Hospital. And what's the wrestling? I get half a point. <laughs> We're bombarded with information at all times. And if we're not careful, we start forming our belief system with what the world wants us to think and what the world wants us to believe and how the world wants us to live. And we start forming a belief system that's based upon past experiences, based upon wise tales, based upon what we've seen happen in other people. And yet the word of God is right there that's living, that's true, that's powerful, that's sharper than any two-edged yes. sword. That's the only book known to mankind that when a man reads it, right. his life begins that's to right. change. Right. Don't even realize that there's something about it changes. Yes. And yet we got so much information that the word has become clouded in our lives. The Bible is the only book that will give you all the answers. That's right. That's right. That's right. Boy. You ain't even reading about marriage. You start reading the Psalms and then feel convicted. Amen. Amen. Because the word becomes increasing in your life. I would hang up notes everywhere in that place I lived in of the Word. So I'd remind myself every day who God said I was. Because if I wasn't careful, if I left all the words in this Bible right here, I might not have read it that morning. I might have woke up late. I might have been too busy. I might have got a phone call. So I put notes everywhere that I couldn't go get breakfast in the morning without reading I'm more than I conquered. That's who God says I am. I couldn't go brush my teeth without God saying you're blessed. Yeah. 
In Psalm 68, 19, blessed be the Lord, who daily loads me down with benefits. I would get in a hurry. And I and I as I told you on so many occasions, I'm the, I was the most impatient person there was. So I wrote Psalms 40, verse number one. I waited patiently on the Lord. And he inclined unto me. And he heard my cry. And he lifted me up out of a horrible pit. And he established my going. He had put a new song in my mouth. And knowing I'm in the middle of the pit, I said, God, I don't understand it. I, but I'm going to wait patiently on you. I began reading about how Abraham, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promises of God. He patiently waited in faith. He patiently heard the word of God. And he patiently said, I'm going to stand on this word until this word works. No, I'm not going to get down about my situation because God's going to come through when it's all said and done. No, I'm not going to give up now. I'm like a bulldog. I'm going to fight this rope and I'm not going to let it go because God's going to prevail. His word is going to win and his word is going to chase the enemy out of my life. Having the electricity cut on. Knowing I didn't have no money to get it cut on in the next couple of weeks. I still declared, He is my life and my salvation. Come on, I'm trying to help you right now. That you got to stand. The Bible says in John chapter number 6, I ain't even got to where I want to go to. Verse 66. Alright, all right, now I got to give you a brief synopsis of what just happened. Jesus is preaching the message. And he tells these people who's listening to him, hey, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you cannot have no part of me. Now think of this. They're hearing this message of Jesus preaching and saying, hey, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can't hang out with me. <laughs> See, that's the problem if you read the word of God with no revelation. You've got to go to Bible college. I taught them that two weeks ago. <laughs> so they heard it, but they didn't hear it with spiritual ears. So they got offended at Jesus. And the Bible says from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Now, they hear the word of Jesus. And they turn around and don't follow him no more. Then said Jesus to the twelve, hey, you going to leave me too? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, where shall we go? For you have the words of eternal you, you, you ain't hear that. Where am I supposed to go? Your word gives me life eternal. I didn't know life. 
until you started speaking to me. Yes, yes. And when you started speaking, your words gave me life. You ain't allowed the word to speak to you if the word ain't ever gave you life before. <clears throat> There's something about God that that word is so alive that when you read it, it'll just speak to you yes, yes. and will give you a reason to live another day yes. and will give you a reason to smile that day when you want to give up and will give you a reason to hold on when you're wanting to throw in the towel. His words give life eternally, eternal life. It's just not in the life to come, but his words give life eternally. Watch this. To the point that it speaks life to me now and will speak life to me all past eternity. That's what his words do. I got to tell it like the T.I. is. Oh, yeah. You know why you ain't really excited about life right now? You ain't gotten the word. Wow. Yeah. You ain't gotten the word. You're too busy trying to get a word from somebody else. You're too busy trying to find out what the horoscopes are saying. Yeah. Amen. You, 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 you're too busy trying to... Uh, uh, now, uh-oh. Uh, I'll say it more. You're too busy trying to call mama now. Find out what you should do right now. Mama and them ain't got the answer. That's, That's right. right. That's right. That's right. You too busy trying to call everybody else on the phone, trying to find out what's going on. And here Jesus is saying, hey, I'm the one that's got life. Yeah. I've got the words of life. Peter said, where am I supposed to go? I can't go nowhere. Because your words give me life. Yeah. Wait, John 10, 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that they might have. I, I, follow me. I've come that they might have. I've come that they might have. And that they might have it more. Peter said, where can I go? For your words are the words of eternal life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So if for some reason I don't feel life is happening to me, I'm not getting the word. Got too busy, hadn't you? I'm going to help you right here. Are you ready? Some of you are going to like this. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Because where are you going to go? You already found the church that gives you life. I'm going to tell you the truth right now. You ready? Caleb ain't going to give you life. A song ain't going to give you life. See, you're too busy trying to build your life around songs. Yeah. Thank you, and songs help you emotionally. Yeah. 
but a song ain't going to give you life. The Bible didn't say the engrafted song will save your soul. He said the engrafted word of God will save your soul. You're too busy building your whole Christianity around Christian friends. But I found out just because you're a Christian don't mean you're a friend. And just because you're a Christian don't mean you got good advice. And I found out. Oh, you ain't going I found out that everybody who wants to know my business don't want to know my business to pray for me. They want to know my business to tell somebody else my business. That's right. But I have found out that when I open the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. That I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-I-L-E. He gives me hope in the middle of devastation. He gives me comfort in the middle of tragedy. He gives me praise in the middle of my storm. How can I not praise him? I'm not praising him because I like the song. I praise him because he is God. I don't worship him because I like the melody. I worship him because he's the peace in my life. His word is life to me. So Jesus says, I've come that you might have life. Peter said, hey, I can't go nowhere because your word's life. So when I ain't getting the word, I'm not getting life. Let me help have this apply to you now. I got five minutes. In Romans 4, verse 17, as it is written, Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead. And he calls those things that be not as though they were. Now now, now watch how God uses the word. I got to help you right here for you to see how God uses the word. God speaks words. And he calls things that are not like. They were. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. That's the word of God. See, God calls those things that be not as though they were. So Abraham hung out so much with God that Abraham all of a sudden started calling things like God called He was fatherless. But because he had a word that he was going to be a father of many nations, he refused to call himself barren or childless. He stood on the word of God. Our problem is, is we're calling it like it is. Instead of calling it like God said it. Who has life? 
has life. His words. Jesus' words have life. So when I call it like Jesus calls it, I bring life to dead situations. In case you didn't know, Jesus never attended a funeral. The only attended funeral he ever attended was his own. And he picked himself up three days later. Because Jesus would show up at a funeral and just speak life. And everything dead would have to raise up. Jesus would show up to a man who couldn't see and didn't say, man, I feel bad for you. Jesus would show up and say, you're going to see. He called those things to be not. Well, he's Jesus. Yeah. He was Jesus. But was he born a man? He didn't look at a storm and say, we're going to die. Yeah. He looked at a storm and said, there's going to be peace. Yeah. He never allowed the storm on the outside of him to get on the inside of him. Because the word was so great in it that the storm on the outside couldn't penetrate the word that he had on the inside of him. And being not weak in faith, Abraham considered not his own body dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Go back to verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become a father of many nations. Hear me. Faith made hope a reality yeah. by the word of God. Yeah. Faith made hope a reality by the word of God. Every hope you have can come true. You're not hearing me. If you are hearing me, you put a smile on your face right now. Because I'm telling you, every hope you have can come true. But faith makes hope a reality. What did Abraham do when it seemed like his hope was gone? He had faith. He had faith to know God calls it like God wants it to be. That's why in the middle of being broke, you ought to just declare every day, I'm blessed. In the middle of being sick, declaring every day, I am whole, I am healed in the name of Jesus. In the middle of loneliness, declaring I'm not alone in Jesus Christ. He is with me everywhere I go. Declare God's favor and His blessing upon your life. You've lost it. And I'm here to tell you, you got to get it back. You got to get it back. You've let that word go. Come on, you used to stand on it. You used to stand on it. 
That word gave you life. That word got you up every morning. That word put a pep in your step every day. That word did it to you. It wasn't, now listen, we gotta get out of the blame game. It wasn't all this other stuff that got you excited. You got a word. And Jesus gave you life about the word. And that word caused you in food lines in between the pickles and the peppers to still declare God is good. You didn't have music, you didn't have singing, you didn't even have the Bible in front of you, but you had the Word on the inside of you. You remember you used to be so full of the Word that even when somebody got around you and started speaking negative, you tuned out. Nobody else made that happen. You lost it. Get it back. Matthew 24, verse number 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. I'm not talking to you about making up your words. I'm talking to you about everything in your life can be shaken, but one thing, the Word of God. Everything in your life can change, but one thing, the Word of God. Everything in your life can be completely different next week than what it is right now, but there's one thing that's going to remain the same, and that is the Word of God. You ought to get to a point where you're so full of the Word of God that they throw you in prison in the middle of darkness, chained to a wall where you can't even read a word if you wanted it. But the word's so much in you that like Paul and Cyrus, you begin praising in the midnight hour. Not because you're not in prison and not because you're not in a dark place, but you begin praising because you've got a word that hell can't take away from you. You hear what I'm saying? Romans 10, verse number 8, says this. But what say it? The word is near you, even in your mouth. Come on, I need you to say it. The word is near you, even in your mouth. And in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Where's the word at? It's so close it's in your mouth. Verse 9. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Watch this. What's the most impossible miracle God could ever do? It is God taking someone, man or woman, full of sin and iniquity, and cleaning them up. Changing a man and woman's desire. In a moment, it's the greatest miracle. Hey, 
I hope it's already happened for you. And you know what caused it to happen? You opened up your mouth and declared, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Savior. And when you declared it, God saved you. Now the greatest miracle you'll ever get, you've already got. So if the word in my mouth is what saves me, then the word in my mouth is what blesses me. The word in my mouth is what heals me. The word in my mouth is what restores me. The word in my mouth is what excites me. The word in my mouth is what causes me to stay on fire. The word on my, in my mouth is what causes family and friends to get excited about Jesus. It's the word in my mouth. I don't call it like it is. I call it like God says it. Have you ever noticed that every time you said, I'm tired, you felt more tired? Every time you said, I'm tired. Right? You get to wake up in the morning and for you to say first thing in the morning, oh, I'm tired. Guess how the rest of the day is going to go? Unproductive, tiresome, wearisome, and nothing's going to get done because you said it. The word was near you in your mouth and God brought to pass the word you spoke. I guarantee you if I had 50 people tonight on this morning when they woke up, said I cannot wait to get to the SOJ. And at 9 o'clock in the morning, said I got to take time out because I'm expecting God to move in my life tonight at the SOJ. And at lunchtime, there was about 50 people that said I'm going to pray during my lunch hour because I'm expecting God to move at the SOJ. And at 2 o'clock, there were some people that say, I believe God's got a miracle for me tonight at the SOJ. Can I tell you something? You wouldn't have walked in here. I'm tired. It's been a long day. Hope y'all passing and bless me tonight if you can. Kids got homework. I wish you'd hurry up right now. Because I got stuff to do. I mean... I promise you, if you'd have woke up today and your words would have been, I believe God's got something for me tonight. And I believe my breakthrough's going to be in the house tonight. And I'm excited that God's going to turn things around in my life tonight. I can promise you we have a service tonight like you ain't never seen. Matter of fact, I'll tell you something else. I believe God would have met with us right here tonight and your breakthrough would have been here. By the way, how's it working? with what you're speaking now. Anything changing? 
Anything changing? No, it ain't changing, is it? Matter of fact, it's getting worse. You're feeling more down. You're feeling more depressed. You're feeling like nothing's going to happen anyway. You even thought about giving up. How's that working for you? So much information. Somewhere along the way, you got to burn it off. Just to allow the word of God to get in you. To say, I'm going to speak his word no matter what. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the... Hey, in case you hadn't realized it, God just don't write stuff to write it because it sounds cool. He actually means it. His words are eternal life. Jesus came that he might give life. And life is in the power Maybe the problem is my words haven't lined up yet with his words. Joshua chapter number one, and I'm D U N. Hey, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand that you may as prosper whithersoever you go. I, I, I pray. That, that, that you will read this. Not like it's just words. But it's actually the word of God to you and me. Yeah. This book of the law. Shall not depart out of your. But you shall. Meditate. Think on. Day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Life. For then. Say then. then. Say then. 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 Thou shalt make your way prosperous. And then. Thou shalt have. Good. Success. Guess what happens when the word gets in our mouth and the word gets in our mind? God says, I have no choice but to make whatever you do prosper. And I have no choice but to cause you to succeed in everything you do. So if tonight I don't feel prosperous, I don't feel successful. What's the problem? Speak life. Every head bowed and every eye closed. There's some of you tonight, some of us tonight. We have been bombarded with too much wrong information. So much wrong information. The word has been contaminated because of what the internet is telling us to do, what magazines are saying, 
what friends and family are saying. And the word is being contaminated. And the word said, if you'll, if you'll just speak the word and think about the word, you're going to be prosperous. If you'll just think, it's that easy. You're overcomplicating everything. what the Lord just said to me. You're overcomplicating everything. Oh, I just think if I can fast, I'm going to fast 40 days, and if I fast for 40 days, he's going to break it. Just do what the Word says. Just quit this stinking thinking. Amen. Just start speaking the Word. someone's life. I don't know who this is for because I've never said this a day in my life. But it's for somebody in this room and it's for somebody you know. It ain't for everybody. It's for one person. And you know me. I don't know nothing about your life. But I want you to hear me. Start calling that prostitute that you know a woman of God. And watch the word work in their life. We're so busy calling things what it is. We're not giving the word room to work. Watch people rise to the level of the word of God that you're willing to speak nothing. tell some of you something. You got to break that that you're just trying to keep it real all the time. Because you're staying real broken, real depressed. And sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. And you got to declare I'm blessed even when everything in you feels so broke. Even your heart but you got to make that confession of faith. How you doing? I'm blessed. And I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm going to speak it until God brings it to pass. I'm on fire. Yes, sir. Even when I feel water down. I'm on fire for it. You want the fire to ignite? Speak it over your life. Declare. I'm the most on fire as I've ever been in my life. In the middle of worship, instead of standing there saying, God, give me. 
see the fire. Where's the fire go? I don't know what's going on. Instead of that, just stand there and start coming and say it's
Father, we receive it. just needs to repeat this out loud. I love you. 
guy, the whole church said it. But this guy said it, and that woman said it. Well, I had no idea that the next day, the divorce was finally going to be finalized. And they showed up to church together just to go to church together one more time as a married couple. And when both of them said, I love you, they looked at each other and God lit the fire back. That was eight, nine years ago. They messaged me on social media a few months ago and said, just want to thank you for speaking that. We're more in love now than we ever been before. Don't tell me speaking life don't work. Honey, there's some people in this church I need you to start coming a little early and speaking life on these chairs. Yes. On the people who's going to be in here. I need you to help me speak life that there's a revival about to break loose. And that you're going to be a part of it. I want you to help me set the atmosphere every single week. Yes. That God is going to do exceeding abundantly above all. I need you to help me set this place on fire for God. But we do it with our words. I want you to hear me. The Lord spoke to me today and told me. The people's words, including my own, has stopped the fire of God from spreading in this place. You think you're helping, but you're not. So stop it. And I'm going to tell you something else. Go to another church. Because there's some of us who really want the power of God. And for those of you who think you've got tons of suggestions, but you're giving them to the wrong people, so therefore it's just gossip and slander, go find some other church to do it. We won't lie. Because somebody's family members got cancer and they come into church believing for life. And we ain't going to allow your word and negativity. I don't know. No, no. Well, well, Pastor, I'm here to help you. No, you ain't here to help me if you always got negativity. I need you to go help somebody else. I need people who's going to speak life. I need people who's going to speak life over everybody else. Amen. receive it? There's something about to start up in this place. I feel it. Father, we love you and we bless you. We receive your word tonight. We get your word into our lives. You have the words of eternal life. Where can we go from you? So Lord, today we decide to speak life. We speak life over dead things, dead relationships. Dead situations. 